As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look, tap in, nigga, log in. Smoke a lot, radio, we going all in. Uh, tap in, bitch, log in. Smoke a lot, radio, we going all in. Tap in, hold log in. Smoke a lot, radio, we going all in. Uh, the squad making sure we all win. Smoke a lot, radio, we going all in. Zilla, I'm the host with the most smoke. Rolling up the most dope. Kato got the most dope. Simone Taylor, keep it sexy for the grown folks. I'm OG, tone low, bouncing on them ghost folks. Smoke, we the number one podcast. Some other shows, all trash. Amber Rose, all ass. Broadcasting live from the coast. Sick committee with the jokes. Come and get your ass roasted. Kato, Kato, Kato for you, nigga, review my file. How to show up on the net. You other niggas and clowns. Pulling bust the niggas' cars, pulling whole skirts up. I'm the king of one liners. Y'all got what the fuck? Since we stepped up on the scene, we got the haters' attention. Only bosses on the set, you other niggas is men. For your back for interviews, nigga, boss up your views. Nigga, fuck your crew. Nigga, who is you? Uh, coming through with the block report. The real spill, cause niggas know I got reports. Uh, about to give you what you're waiting for. Simone, Kato, and Yuck, we about to take the floor. And we back like we never left. Other radio shows, they getting put up on the show. Every time we step out, you know we fresh to death. Here to take our brain today, ain't nothing left. You bitch! You bitch. <laughs> Super, super duper special guest tonight, man. I've been, people been asked for this interview a long motherfucking time. Man. Just the history that, you know what I mean? We got, um, 
this is like the, everybody like to give the title King of the South to people and all that shit. I don't give it to nobody, but this man that we talking about and that we gonna talk to today, not only that, I give him the Godfather South. You know what I mean? I give him the, uh, the motherfucking, the, the, the big homie of the South, basically. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And the, uh, the, 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 um, the pinnacle of, 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 of fucking down South independent rap. You know what I mean? Period. And none other than the legendary Jay Prince is in the building, man. Smoke Light Radio, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being in this motherfucker, OG. You feel me? Oh, yeah. How y'all doing, homie? <laughs> All right. Yeah, everybody yeah. cool. These niggas scared, bro. They don't, I ain't they scared. don't want to talk. I, <laughs> see, I want to say, Jay Prince. Ain't nothing but love in there. Ain't nothing but love in there. The first time I ever seen you was in Las Vegas, and you was yeah. walking with a, a briefcase with a handcuff. Oh, with, with shit. A, a, grown, a grown briefcase, and one big ass nigga, he was about seven foot. That's Boxer Mike. <laughs> Probably was Boxer Mike. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the other homies. I remember who that is, yeah. And we sat there and watched you gamble, man, and you was one of the coolest, you were so cool to me and my brother, and you was like, if you went to that table and popped them up, hey, I ain't never seen no shit like that, but on television. Did I win or lose? I think you was winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can dig. Yeah. Hey, Yo, man. what's been up, homie? Long time man. no see. Man, come on, man. I was supposed to go to that goddamn Andre Ward fight, man. I ended up being booked that weekend, but you gave me show to gave me the invite, though. Um, I, yeah. I deal with, uh, I deal with, um, I deal with, uh, T Teresa. You know what I mean? Another one of your yeah. family members from Royal Blunt, man. So yeah, we been, she the one who put me on the phone with you. You know what I mean? The guy that's back yeah. together, man. So yeah, man, I know, oh, man, I, you a very busy dude. And I just been wanting to just call you and like get an invite to the ranch or invite to one of the goddamn <laughs> islands or something. I'm like, come on, man, send me a bottle or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, it's glad that we tap, tap back in, man. You know what I mean? Period. Long overdue, man, long overdue. Yeah, well, you know, I'm always a, a, a call away, man. I ain't going to never ignore the real when they reach out. You know definitely, what I mean? Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Uh, let's get to this interview, man. Um, I just want to start off by asking you, you know what I mean? No, by saying congratulations on the book. You know what I mean? The Art and Science of Respect, man. I read that motherfucker every time I'm on the plane. I read it like three or four times. Um, what made you want to write the book and, and give people your uh, autobiography? You know what I mean? Of how you grew up and how you became successful with other business ventures in life. Yeah, you know, a combination of things uh, took place that that led me to uh, to want to document and, and speak about some of those things, man. And a lot of it had to do with the time and a lot of it had to do with, you know, everywhere I travel, a lot of people want to know what, when, where, and how. You know what I mean? A lot of things was done and, uh, you know, I couldn't I couldn't think of a better way to reach all than to put it in a book. Hey, man, that book was devastating, dope as fuck. Um, I noticed a lot of things in that book that you, you know, carried on from a youngster onto, you know, right now. Um, the perfect story is when it was the brute dude, when you was growing up, it was the brute bully, you know what I mean? And, you outsmarted him, and then next thing you know, this guy's working for you, and he's on your team. You know what I mean? So, do you still have that approach today? You know what I mean? How to outthink? You know what I mean? The brute people, and then you know, calm the savage beast, and you know, y'all eat together. Is that still your practice? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think the brain is one of the most powerful muscles on the on the body. You know what I mean? Uh, coming up uh, as a kid, you know, I always been a little dude. I'm still a little dude, and and you know, a lot of uh, a lot of muscle bone uh, uh, niggas used to try to impose their will on me. They used to impose their will on me. So at a young age, you know, I had to figure out, you know, how to use use my mind because I always had a big heart in my chest. So I had to figure out how to uh, use my brain, man, to uh, prevent a lot of that uh, that bullying, you know, that used to take place in the hood. And and as I figured those things out and cracked a few codes, you know, it it, it became addictive, and I learned how to. I learned how to think and use my mind along the journey, you know, of life in, in every aspect, man. Yeah, man, cause you got some motherfucking seven foot bodyguards. I'm like, how do you got these motherfuckers? Like, they like gonna say, yo, every wheel, like, you know, go get my bag. You know, I don't even consider them bodyguards, yuck, because a lot of them was homies. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And and most of them are, are safer with me <laughs> than I am with them. You right. know what I mean? So that's how it really is. But you know, it's we're a team. Man, so back back to the book. <laughs> I noticed that as a young age, you know, with your grandma, you know, shout out to her, um, that she raised you around uh, the farm, and that's what got you into ranching. Is that? What what got you into love of animals and farming? You know, growing up with your grandma. No, no, that ain't that ain't how that went. Uh, uh, I definitely my grandmother raised me. You know what okay. I mean. I I moved with my grandmother. I think when I was eleven years old. But my grandmother was right in the heart of the hood. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of that farming was like in my DNA. I I never understood, you know, why I was attracted to a lot of. Uh, wildlife and different things like that until I tapped into my daddy's side of the family and I was a grown man then. So, you know, that, that was a DNA thing. That was in my bloodline, man, to be in love with a lot of land and all that kind of stuff because I ain't know nothing about it. And grandma, you know what I mean? She didn't uh, know much about that. We writing up in the, in the hood of Fifth War, you know, in the ghetto. Which, which animals were you most fluent with? Man, I used to love, I used to love to hunt. You know what I mean? I used to go to my, and I used to go to the country with my cousin them when I was like eight years old. So they taught me how to, how to use a gun, how to shoot a, a rifle. And uh, it was, it was, it was from then I started killing, you know, like rabbits and birds and, and coons and different things like that and start, you know, wanting to raise fighting chickens, you know what I mean? Fighting roosters and, and, and things like that. So, you know, oh, all of that became attraction from- Yo, yo your farm life, you wasn't milking no cows. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you was about to shoot shit up. Yeah, right. yeah. I had the wrong type of farm in this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the way it was, you know? Shit. I got a question. <laughs> I want to know throughout all these years in this industry that I've been listening to the ghetto boys, listening to the skits, listening to the interviews, all the industry. I've never heard you lose your composure. Ever yeah. talking, like, how do you remain so calm? I just want to learn that. <laughs> we all need to learn that. <laughs> really, I just want to be able to, yo, 
the way you speak yeah. and just and just relax through through things. I done seen you settle industry beats between different artists, situations that you handle. You all your composure has just is bar none. Like I just never yeah. seen that. Is it is it how do you do that, brother? <laughs> I just want to well, know. Well, you know, I think uh, a lot of that had to do with me. Uh, like, like as a, as a youngster, you know, I had to get mine off a lot of times before, you know, the muscle bomb bound niggas, and that was one of the ways I I could steal them or get mine off before they was able to get theirs off because they never could read me. You know what I mean? They never <laughs> know, you know, when I'm gonna get it off. So I think that's a mechanism of of control, but by the same token you know, it's a time and a place for everything. You know, it may be a turn up time, but I, I ain't never been the, the type of dude that was loud. Okay. You know, that just, that's just not my uh, my character. Okay. And all the talks I have with them, I'd be like, man, what the fuck? Yo, ain't that serious, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> be like, don't be so personally attached with the music. We made a good song. Make another one. Make another one. Make another one. <laughs> Relax. Don't be so attached to the music. Make more. So yeah, man. He definitely told me how to calm my ass down okay. a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I was hyphy. Like I was one of the hypiest rappers that rap a lot. Literally, man. Yeah. Hyphy no, that's real. Rock, man. Like, yeah. I, man, Jay Prince allowed a lot of shit that he wouldn't allow rappers to do. Like, I was allowed to smoke in the studio. Like, that shit yeah. wasn't happening yeah. with everybody else, man. Period. Yeah. So, speaking of rap a lot, man, that's a legendary label. I grew up, you know what I mean? Just, just we had a whole rap a lot crews, man. We had a smoke a lot crew and a drink a lot crew in the Ville, you know what I mean? Because you signed our big homie Seagram, rest in peace. Yeah. So, yeah, let's man. take it back to the start of rap a lot. Like, what made you want to, you know what I mean, get into music and, you know what I mean, just start that up? You know, it was my brother. It was my brother. Uh, his name was was Sir Rap a lot. You know I what I mean? And, and 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 in my hustling days, I didn't want my brother in the streets. You know what I mean? Because I didn't feel like he was my stepbrother, and I could tell he wasn't equipped to uh, to last. So and then he was he was rapping all day. So I'm like, look here, bro. You you know stick with what you love to do, and I'm gonna support you. And I'm gonna do my thing, and you know what I mean. I got you. So that that was that was the beginning of it. You know, his it was his dream to be a rapper, and it just so happened uh, along the journey he 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 quit on me, and then I was left with other homies, and uh, you know I couldn't turn my back on them. So I I just got more deeper involved as time went on, and then once I tapped into it being a a million dollar playing field, then it really got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you yourself ever dibble and dabble in a little bar spitting every now and then and then say, you know what, I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna just stick to counting the checks, man. You, you, you know, you know what you know what I started off doing? I I was writing. You know what I mean? I used to okay. I used to write like in the beginning when I when I took over the ghetto boy situation, one of one of my objectives was to tell my story because I, after I seen what they was trying to do, you know what I mean? I went up there to New York and spent some time in New York and I, I peeped game while I was in there with Leo Cohen. And that's, this is when the LL and, and, and uh, Ron movement was taking place. So, so I peeped game what was going on. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So let's take our ass back to Texas and be who we are. I said, matter of fact, 
a lot of this shit y'all trying to write about, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm living this. So let me, right. yeah. I can't make these rhymes. I can't make the, the, the lyrics rhyme, but I'm gonna give you some real stories and y'all make it rhyme. And, then it, and that's when the artist told me I was too deep, right? They was like, man, this shit too deep. So I got rid of them. You know what I mean? I cleaned house with all of them and got Bushwick, Willie D, and Scarface. And got some hitters. Right. Okay, yeah. so how did you find these motherfuckers? Because it's a story floating around like you took Scarface to Lil Troy or some shit like that. I don't know what, what, what the truth is, but yeah, then, well, I don't know how you met Bushwick, but explain how you get all three of them individuals and put them together. Well, with Bushwick, I saw Bushwick in a club one night, and I had I had Bushwick before I met Scarface and Willie D. I, I just felt like Bushwick was a little energized type of bunny, and, and, and I'm like, he got a different look, right? I'm like, he got a different look. He gonna draw attention, and and we're gonna give him that real to spit. Now with Willie D. and Fifth Ward, we both from Fifth Ward, so my barber. Willie D was getting at my barber telling him he wanted to get with me. So that's how he and I tapped in together. Uh, with Scarface, I had this club. Uh, I forgot the name of the club, but one night I came out the club and Scarface was playing some music for this dude named Steve Funyet. And I just accidentally walked up behind him and started hearing the song Scarface. You know what I mean? And right then, I kept Scarface with me that whole night. We went ate breakfast and I let him know my vision and what I wanted to do. And Scarface, you know what I mean, to his credit, you know, he was a real nigga. He let me know that he was with, with Shortstop, which was Lil Troy, label whatnot. And uh, I remember Lil Troy, he used to ballet my cause. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, go to the club, right? Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, no, real talk. Like he used, God he used, damn, he used to park my cars, hey. right? So I knew <laughs> exactly who he was talking about. So yeah, so so what I done was, you know, respect for little Troy. I, I had a meeting. I went to his spot over there, yeah, and uh, I told him, you know, cause my thing was Scarface not signed to you, but y'all done a single, so I'm a I'm gonna I'm help you with your singer you done, but Scarface gonna be a ghetto boy and we're gonna do our thing. And, and if you wanna and, continue to watch these cars, it'll be yeah. in your best interest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is what, this is what, what really Detroit said. done though. That was the remix. That was the yeah. remix. You wanna continue to have the honor of watching these cars <laughs> and do your thing. After y'all finish that, <laughs> this brother's a ghetto boy. Yeah. But here's what he done though, y'all. He 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 sitting agreed with me and you know different <laughs> shit like that, like it was good. And when I left the building, he kicked off a wall with Scarface and Beto. You know, went to threatening them and you know all kinds of shit, right? So that's when you know I had another meeting with him. I told him Scarface with me, moving forward, and all Scarface problems is my problems, and that's how you know he and I Scar he and me and Scarface kicked it off. Okay. And again, the washing of these cars shall continue. <laughs> That's what I was saying. With this, with this, with this, I like, got the remix. A lot of your <laughs> conversations and the things you used to say in them albums was real still to you because you yeah. be so calm on the phone, even with like the Ku Klux Klan speech. Like we from, I was from the base, so I never heard nobody talk like that. 
towards yeah. racists. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, you was real calm on the phone, they yelling at it. The white dude going back and forth, but I, I was just like, you always stay so calm. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that was real shit though. They flew me out to, flew me out to Mississippi to spit that country shit to me like that. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, that was a real, that was some real life shit. Everything that I spoke about was real life shit. You know, I didn't <laughs> believe it. Just creating some shit. Right. And he, and he busted on Damn It Feel Good to Be a Gangster. He had a whole 16 yeah. on that motherfucker. <laughs> Damn It Feel yeah. Good to Be a Gangster. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. on the freeway on that one. Yeah, yeah. he busted a whole 16. I just nigga, only that was a single, nigga. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he rap, nigga. How did, rap. how did you get into the, the boxing game? Well, boxing always was my first love. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Boxing is something I always wanted to do. And it wasn't no wasn't a gym at Fifth Ward. So as a as a as a young dude, I was like, if I ever get some paper, I'm gonna build a boxing gym in my hood. And you know, I kept my word and that's what happened. And uh, as I started mingling with them kids, you know, I got that itch all over again, man, and set up a meeting with Mike Tyson out there in Las Vegas. And uh, because I was after the best, you know what I mean? I was after Tyson right after he came home. And from there, you know, I ended up meeting Floyd Mayweather in the gym, not even knowing who he was. So that's that's how that came to fruition. When he was pretty boy Floyd? Yeah, he was pretty he boy. Yeah. That was like around nine, nine, five, nine, six, nine, seven. No, this had to be nine, nine. Nine, nine. Yeah, he came yeah. right when I came to Rapid Lap. Yeah. Literally, like me and him came together. We had the yeah. twin fucking Lexus. And Floyd had a blue Lexus. I had the red yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. watching some DVD. Hold on, hold on. Let's stick on the box. No, it was on oh, the box. Yeah. This is another <laughs> box comparison about the Floyd situation. And something yeah. didn't go right. And I know that somebody said somebody made a phone call and said that you was on the phone. No, I wasn't on the phone. You made the call. No, somebody made, made a, call a call and had to drop a bag. And they said, I don't know whatever you got going on. Somebody had to drop a bag, man. <laughs> we need to make this situation what's the, what's right. What's the promoter name that, 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 that's a partner with Golden Boy? I don't know. That's yeah, why I was trying to ask partner you. Partner Golden Boy did. Yeah. What, why, what happened with that situation? Well, you you know that's a, a Bob Arum, I think told that story. Bob Arum, yeah, yeah. That's that's Bob yeah. Arum. yeah. 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 So that's why I, I was yeah. sitting there like, oh, okay. Yeah, this guy named Jay Prince <laughs> had to come drop five hundred thousand dollars to Floyd, or it's gonna be bad news. <laughs> you know that was just a misunderstanding that um that we was able to, to straighten out. You know what I mean? He and I. A cooler day. That's that's the that's my little brother, but uh, there was a misunderstanding in the air with with some of his crew. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And you know, sometimes uh, a misunderstanding can take place with with members that may work for two different individuals and, and they have to get you straight. So that's what that was about. Okay, what's up, Man, um, hold on, man. Speaking of fight, man, and Tyson, man. When the motherfucking Tyson and Roy Jones fight just happened, right? Everybody was like, Young, I predicted it. Young, I predicted it. I'm like, no, nigga. Jay was setting up that fight back then. It just never went yeah. through, but I already said it on my fucking rap. <laughs> so now it happens. Everybody like, nah, yeah. Yeah. I am not no fucking no. It was happening. Nah, Jay was lining up that fight. Yeah, you was, the Raiders shit, though. yeah, that was cool, but this is real. <laughs> yeah, 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 the Raiders. yeah, he was setting up the fight. So uh, explain uh, the first time you were setting up the uh, the Roy Jones and Tyson fight and why it didn't fall through. Yeah, yeah, I flew, I flew Roy and Mike Tyson. We all met out in in Houston at my ranch, and uh, okay. we had Big a conversation. Boy, ranch. Yeah, we had a conversation about that fight, you know, years ago, over a decade ago, and we we actually set it up to take fruition. And uh, the dude, what is the people out there in the Bay Area that own? The uh, Sacramento Kings and the Maloots. The Maloots. The Maloots. Yeah. yeah. The Maloots. So we went and com- we, we went and had a conversation <laughs> with the Maloot brothers who we was trying to get to guarantee, you know, the paper, and they didn't want to guarantee the amount that Roy wanted at the time. And at the time, this dude Tarver was like really popping off a bunch of shit. And um, you know, long story short, Roy decided to uh, say he was going to deal with Tarver first and then we'll deal with that other thing and that didn't go as planned. Yeah, just Tarver and then. Yeah, Tarver had the belt, right? Yeah. And you said you well, brought him out to the race. Can we just clear this up? Because look, he stayed on 200 acres. 50,000 acres. No, a thousand acres. I just, yeah. I just, it's a thousand acres? thousand plus. Another town, great, you know what I mean? Legend that we love, man. How you hook up with the Ward guy, man? You know, that that begun with uh Berger Hunter, man. Berger. You know, Berger, 
Yeah, he he reached out to me. Is that, Keisha, is yeah. that really Keisha Cole, Daddy? From what I understand. You okay, know what I mean? shout out Bird, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he reached out and told me, you know, uh, years ago, man. He said, if you help me, you know, with 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 this boy, he'll win us a gold medal. He said, right now, you know, he got one feet, you know, in the street and one feet in the boxing ring. He said, but if you help me save him, he'll win a gold medal. And I flew straight down to uh, to Houston and watch him whoop several people, heavyweights. And <laughs> you know what I mean? I became a believer immediately. And, uh, you know, I, I put things together, man, where he was able to go and see Roy Jones, who went to Roy Jones camp immediately. And he beat up every sparring partner in Roy Jones camp. And, uh, you know, I left that believer, man. And we left that with a plan and he honored you know what I mean? Everything he said he was would do, and I've done the same thing. And he went to Greece and won that gold medal, man. Two years later. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. So you get him into professional boxing. Now explain this journey. Well, professional, you know, of course you have to uh, go through the amateur programs. It's almost just like college or something after high school, you know, you go right. into amateurs. And, you know, a lot of what I do is just like every other athlete in boxing, I mean, basketball, football, you can see the elite talent that stand out above and beyond the average. And that's who Andre Ward was, you know what I mean? He hadn't, I think Dre had like a hundred and some fights and, 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 and lost probably five or something like that. And uh, he hadn't lost in like 13, 12 years or something. So clearly, you know what I mean? He was an elite talent. So you know, that was unquestionable. And when you see that, when you see the LeBrons, you know, like I knew who LeBrons was when he was in high school and out there in Cleveland because the, my street team workers used to have him in a car with them and different things like that. This was when I was just focusing on rap, he was trying to get me in the sports age, had LeBron. So he was there to be gotten, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just was looking another direction, but that talent stand out, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what I try to get home is around the world to focus on, you know, all this talent, all this money, you know, with the, with the little homies that you may be overlooking, you know what I mean? All they need is some attention and, and spend some time and some paper with them and then bam, they're gonna come a day when they gonna go to the NBA, NFL and do their thing. You know what I mean? And that's supposed to be ours. My thing, I'm gonna I'm address the elephant in the room right quick, man. Is boxing a Mexican sport? And, it's, and another question is, is it so much of a Mexican sport that Andre Ward said, fuck it, I quit. They ain't giving me the fights that I want. No, no, the furthest thing from the truth. Okay. You know what I mean? One, one thing about boxing, Everybody with two hands can, you know what I mean, can get out. So right. that sport don't belong to no one race or nothing like that. You know, it's it's multicultural, and you know that 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 ain't the reason why Dre decided he was done. You know, Dre, you know his initials is SOG, which is Son of God, and and Dre has always been a spiritual dude to the extent where he follow his spirit when it lead him to do different things. You know what I mean? I do that a lot too. I call it my spirit. Some people may call it 
your intuition. Some people may call it the discernment, but you know, all it add up to be is that power that's inside of you. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes we do things and, and, and it may be something on your left shoulder say, man, don't do that. And then on the, on the right shoulder, it'd be like, nigga, go on on and do that. You know what I mean? In other words, we always have that exit on every decision that we make, whether we listen to it or not. So Absolutely. Dre, yeah, Dre's spirit led him, man, to, uh, to, to retire with all of his tools, faculties, and different things, and being a rich, successful man. So that's that's how that story ends. And I, I can't knock as bad as I wanted to see him continue fight. I respect a man, you know what I mean, when he make a decision best on the almighty speaking to him. Well, he basically beat everybody ass. So, I mean, there wasn't nobody left on the list, but the, they kept ducking the, the Triple G, though. Like, they kept hiding Triple G. They kept, I don't give a fuck. They promote Triple G like he was the next nigga. Yeah. Why they wouldn't give him Triple G? Well, Triple G didn't want to give him Triple G. You know what I mean? They, oh, they, they, they understood. Yeah. They understood hey, what they meant. Like, he the next Oscar De La Hoya or something. Yeah. Movies and commercials and shit. They don't want to get their eye knocked out. Triple G ain't did one fucking commercial, man. Niggas got other shit going. Some of them motherfuckers get in and get in like, check it out, give me all these and shit. What other They gave him the easy fights to make them look good. He ain't had no real heavy fights. And Andre Ward wanted that smoke. Yeah. And bruh kept ducking the fucking smoke, man. Period. You say, bruh, what did y'all wits? But how, how was it negotiating with them, Jay? Well, uh, you know, it wasn't really uh, a big negotiation, not where that fight was concerned. You know what mm. I mean? Where that Triple G thing was concerned, you know, they understood that Dre was about town business. So it wasn't no, you know what I mean? They had a made up mind that we're going to stay away from him because they understood that he was going to spoil their next move. So right, you know, being, right. being on the other side, really in retrospect, they were smart because Dre was gonna destroy him. You know what I mean? And they understood that and they <coughs> tried to went on and milk the cow the best way they could, you know. Dead cow, man. That motherfuckers out of here, man. Somebody <laughs> else spanked them. You know what I mean? So hey, God don't like ugly. It happened yeah. anyway. So uh what <laughs> fighters on your roster right now? Oh man, I have quite a few fighters, man. I Shakur Stevenson, uh, uh, Jared Anderson, uh, uh, Troy Isley, uh, Floyd Diaz, uh, uh, F.A. Joshua, uh, Tony Yoka. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm trying to remember all of them, and I know I'm forgetting some of them, but I got a hell of a roster sure. right now that uh, we we putting our hand down in a in a major way. Yo, got Willie D in the gym helping and working <laughs> out with that. This nigga's still Willie with the box, right? Willie with the box, yeah. for a minute. Man. You, you know, Will got them hands, huh? Yeah, I mean, I say, was he boxing for a minute? Do that. Willie D got, I ain't gonna go there, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to ask for that. I'm not, Jay already told me about this, but, but I was gonna put it on your night again. You're like, nah, you don't want them problems. Like, Will gonna come holler at you, man. I'm like, all right, delete. Delete your footage. So, yeah, Will, yeah, he gets down, though. It wasn't he a golden glove, right? Yeah, no, yeah, Will, you know, Will knocked out 
went out there to New York and got with that boy. What's his name? Uh, Sticky Mont- fingers. Melly Mel. No, Melly Mel. He beat up yeah. Melly Mel. Yeah. yeah. All them, all them muscles. Yeah, Melly, yeah, Melly Mel had Mel. all them muscles on it. Melly Mel, man. the brains off that nigga, man. Yeah. All Melly them Mel. big muscles. Yeah. <laughs> That's MTV oh, or something. Shit. Beat the brakes off the nigga, man. Period. Will is the deal, deal, man. Period. Yeah, for sure, guys. What's the name of the boxing company, Jay? Jay Prince Boxing. That's what I thought, man. My yeah, son training right now, man. And, um, I told him to check you out, man. You know what I mean? He only oh, 14, man. Give him some years, man. You know, yeah, but uh, yeah. uh, Bill Haney, man. Town yeah. bitch, man. His son is a fucking animal, bro. Yeah, yeah, Was man. his son the nigga that gave Floyd issues on, in the sparring? So they said somebody I, gave him issues in sparring. I, did, I never witnessed that, but I will say that Devin is the truth, you know what I mean? And and Bill, the home has done a spectacular job with, you know what I mean, representing his son. You know what I mean? So I salute yeah, Devin the home for what he's done. Yeah, yeah, beautiful job. You know what I mean? You got you got managers that been in the business for years, you know, couldn't have handled them the way Bill came in, and you know, that's his blood. So, you know, he got out on the management end, on the training, coaching end. He done done it all, and and they're a success, man. Yeah, he be nasty, man. Go ahead, town business, man. What you think about Adrian Broner last fight, and what you think about him and his ups and downs, and why you ain't maybe stepped in and tried to give that big brother big, big, you know, why you ain't with That nigga's a Floyd Mayweather wannabe mini I'm just asking him what he, what the niggas give the buck, my nigga. I know we put Floyd Racy. We all know that he brushed his Yeah, Brono, 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 little homie, you know what I mean? Brono, Brono, you know, he he trying to get it together. You know what I mean? He can, I believe he'll get it together. I think he needs the most solid foundation, like, that's what Jay Prince. Alliance, you know, yeah, it's, is it like football? You kind of don't want to pick up the problems with the player. Need to Belichick his ass. <laughs> like, it need to be Belichick. <laughs> well, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense with me. But I think right. Rona said it. I think he said it best. You know, when he said he need to stay in the gym and get more fights. You know what I mean? Because he gonna get in trouble if they leave him out of that gym too long. So, Don't yeah. tell me you was one of them homies he mentioned in the courtrooms. I mean, the homies, man, you know, they give me money. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, why you ain't got the money back? They paying you. They detained that nigga, man. Like, where the money now? Nigga, I want to know what they <laughs> gave you. Nigga, pay what you got to pay. And that sweater. That sweater was horrible. Yeah, horrible sweater on, man. Well, um, my, my cousin live in Houston. He said, you done sent a lot of people to college and, you know, to help follow their dreams and start their businesses. And I just want to commend you on that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Take a that, toast man. with us, man. Bust some of that wine, man. What, 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 what the wine? Oh, man. Let, 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 me, let me get some. Yeah, yeah without loyalty, man. We gotta take a toast, man. I gotta take yeah. a toast with the old man, man. You feel me? Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. all of that, bro. Serious. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh salute, baby. Yeah, da da. Mmm, there we go. 
Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. No, about this boxing, man. What we doing with the spritz, man? What makes you get into the the spirits and the spritz, man? Jesus juice. Jesus juice. What made you produce the Jesus juice, man? (laughs) (laughs) So, man, you're very religious people, man. We believe in Jesus, man. So this is the Jesus juice, man. No, um, yeah, you know, I was out here. They got the, the news station. They got this doctor by the name of Dr. Red Duke. You know what I mean? And, and Dr. Red Duke was speaking about wine one day and, and, and like giving me the health benefits and health tips where wine was concerned. And uh, I was like, damn, I ain't know no health benefits where wine is concerned. You know what I mean? And you know, I, I started sipping because he was talking about the antioxidants and, and you know, the dark grapes and different things, how it's good for your heart and shit like that. So, you know, I started sipping. Then I came out there to Cali and and, and, and went to the valley out there. What's the name of that? that Napa Valley. Napa Valley. Napa Valley, man. I went yeah. out there to Napa Valley and I was able to, uh, like, peep things from a, a business perspective where the vineyards was concerned. And then it really went to making sense to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Money, money, money. I got a lot of land. I got a lot of land. Just all across the field. It's about 20 acres, all grapes. All vineyards. So you know what I mean? I just diversified my portfolio, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? My portfolio, I'm gonna change my life. So it went from it went from sipping on it to be healthy to like fuck that. I'm about to put out my own wine. Yeah, and what better what better name, man, than loyalty? You know what I mean? I want to get a home as something that you know to really celebrate. You know when they having a drink. You know what I mean? You toasting, you know, in the name of loyalty. Then that's a real victory situation to me because we know. Uh, for anybody to have any success in anything, you know, that word and those actions got to be in, in the mix. Loyalty. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, this this is it. And my wishes and my hopes is if Ann Snitch drank it, you know what I mean? He gets sick. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on that kind of shit with it. Hey. Oh, let me get one. Let me get one. Need to get the kind of talk. And then you get to the phone and you yeah, set, we, tell us that shit like we gonna have it right here on the counter. So this nigga drinking it, drink it get sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you snitch. 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 Now you got your wine, and I seen you on Drink Champs, and you were loaded. I ain't never seen you drunk. I'm like, this is wine. You got because I ain't never seen him drink. Never. Yeah. Like when we was at rapper, like he buy all the bottles and pass them out to us. He don't drink yeah. at all. No more Pimp C. Pimp C had to had the, uh, the cranberry juice and Jay had the yeah. juice too. Period. Yeah. So what make you want to have a drink all of a sudden? You know, like I said, that's. To me, that's a health drink, but you absolutely right, man. That 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 uh that drink champ shit had me, you know what I mean? I, was, I, was, I, I saw myself in there. I was like, God damn, I finished a whole bottle yeah. by myself. I had never, you know what I mean, done the whole bottle. So 
I got back to the hotel, man, and fell asleep and everything, man. Hey, <laughs> Close on. Shoes didn't need to goddamn get off my feet, man. But you was knocking down, but you had some some, uh, some goddamn lamb chops or something. You was knocking that shit down. You like, geez, awesome guy. You kept talking about the food. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I was hungry, man. You know what I mean? I was hungry. And, and you know what I mean? On that goddamn red wine. And I, you know, I, I sit and looked at it. I was like, God damn. I think I may have said some shit I shouldn't have said and, and all kinds of shit, you know. But I had a ball, though. You know what I mean? I had a ball, man. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that was a historic moment, you know. Man, for me, I see that. I'm like, y'all, these niggas drinking. I ain't never seen them drink, and I see you kind of tipsy. The good, that's a good thing about wine. It makes you tipsy, not fucked up to where you got to get carried out the house. You know what I mean? Like, carry this nigga, he throw it up everywhere. Wine is a cool, mellow thing. So when yeah. I seen him, I'm like, oh, I ain't never seen Jay like this. Never, man. So it was funny. And it was surprising, you know what I mean? I'm like, look at, look at my G, man. Yeah, I Finally feel. see how I feel when I get smoked as blood. <laughs> yeah, feel like I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, long, long, long as I embarrassed y'all, you know what I mean? Oh, and, hell no, it was clear. I, yeah. I think it was a great interview. I don't think you was out of pocket, you know what I mean? Yeah, I no. was just crazy seeing you drink, you know what I mean? Yeah. And get a little buzz, you know what I mean? Yeah. And cracking jokes and shit like, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. funny, you know what I mean? I ain't never seen it. That's right there, right. Mr. I'm a, Let's I'm toast. A toast right now. I'm a toast Let's right toast. now. Let's toast. Yeah, da, da. To loyalty. We need some loyalty, though. We got this bullshit ass Primo Breezy old man. You make me feel bad. You think you don't even know how to say that shit. <laughs> I can't even pronounce that shit. <laughs> make one called Jesus Juice. Jesus Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I remember Chuck mm. told me when he first signed the rapper lot and he was out in Texas and he was smoking weed in the club. Oh my God, Jay, you remember the police called you like at four in the morning. <laughs> they like, what you want me to do with him? He's smoking weed in the club. You're like, let him go. He's like, you nigga yeah. came back to me like, you lucky Jay Prince. Whoa, 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 why you stop that weed? Cause I don't know how to get the weed again. But he had Jay Prince on speed down. Hey, y'all gonna blow in church. Y'all can't give a goddamn way. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could be on the front pew. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But this is back when they was putting niggas under the jail for weed. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. 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 Well, you're absolutely right. Right. <laughs> and, and everything in everything in Texas, you got the, you know, a, a crime in California is, is, a, is a crime in Texas on steroids. Right, yeah, I mean? yeah, so, exactly. That's why, I ain't yeah. that's why we never yeah. left. <laughs> like, bro, yeah. I'm gonna give it a buck. Rap a lot at Sheraton Hotel, like that's right around the corner from Rap a lot. I think I got our account fucked up. I think we got dropped because of me. I was smoking that goddamn hotel out. Me in the outside, <laughs> them goddamn hallways were so smoky, nigga. They yeah. was calling. Uh, they was calling with the gate. The black the, with the. Nah, the, we, the compound, yeah, yeah, but we right around the corner from that motherfucker at this hotel that all the artists stayed at. Smoke that motherfucker out, mm-hmm. bro. They, they, they fucked their account. We had to stay somewhere else. Mm-hmm. For real, fuck their account up. That's real. <laughs> fuck yeah, the man. account up, bro. So let's take it back to Oakland, man, and rap a lot, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, rest in peace to Seagram, man. Um, I want to know how did you discover Seagram and what made you, you know, you know, get down with them and sign them to rap a lot. You know what I mean? You being a down south label and him being an artist from the West Coast, you know, mainly. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, back then, Seagram, you know, was, was man, one of the, one of the best talents, you know. When Seagram first came to Texas, man, Seagram freestyled for goddamn about an hour straight from, from Houston, Texas to my ranch. You know what I mean? And when we made it to my ranch, he continued to spit. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm talking about some real shit, right? So, so um, between, you know, Black, you know what I mean? Because at the time, you know, Seagram was with the homie Black, you know, on the label and, uh, you know, Rico, you know, all of, all of the family out that way, man, uh, it was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? It was the beginning of, of the move where the Bay Area was concerned. And uh, shit, I enjoyed, enjoyed that journey, man, every step of the way, you know? Man, um, I don't think without Sieg, I'd be at rap a lot. You know what I mean? And the homies Rico, you know what I mean? And uh, Tone Capone, I guess he was in your ear too, Mike Dan. Yeah, yeah, Tone, it was, yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of people in yeah. your ear, but. Just, just my neighborhood, like beyond Seagram, like a lot of people from my neighborhood work for rap a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Period. Like a lot of my homies, my big homies and shit. So it was just a family yeah. thing. Like when I came on board, it was like, you know what I mean? Family, period. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real, you know, because I got a lot of family out there, you know, in the West Coast, you know, in, in the Oakland area. And, um, you know, Oakland embraced rap a lot before any other area in the West Coast embraced us. You know, they could relate to our movement when a lot of the other West Coast areas couldn't relate to it. You know what I mean? So That's we fact. always, yeah, no, we always had that identity with one another where we were feeling one another. So right. therefore we just figured out how to, to diversify it into the music game. And that's what we were doing, you know? Man, see, the rest in peace, man. Legendary dude. Like this nigga in my neighborhood, legendary dude. He was a real, 
active nigga oh, in the streets yeah, too. So, oh, I'm not activity. You used to hear Richmond and one foot in the street, one foot in the rap game. You know what I mean? You, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Period. It ends up, you know what yeah. I mean? Always bad. Either jail or, or some other shit, man. So rest in peace to Seagram. But um, which one is that? You know, I, I you know I sent Seagram his ticket. We were getting ready to do the uh the uh the, the 10 anniversary, and I sent Seagram his ticket to be gone. He was supposed to be in Houston like a day or two before he got killed. And he told me he had to delay that ticket, you know what I mean? Because of some business he had to handle. You know, if he would have made it on that date, you know what I mean? I sent that ticket, then, you know, he may have been here today. Oh, wow. That's real talk. Matter of fact, yeah, it was the next day I talked to him to, to daylight, you know what I mean? It was daylight out here to like six, seven in the morning, you know what I mean? We kicking it and you know, he was telling me why he had, I'm like, man, bring your ass on in here, man. Let's, you know what I mean? Prepare for what we gonna do. And yeah, man, he rescheduled that ticket, man, and bam. That's why I got my ass out of Oakland, man. Oakland's treacherous, but especially my, my neighborhood in East Oakland, they just crazy, bro. So yeah, I got out of there, Jay. Period. I got shot, nigga. You let me know. <laughs> you ain't got to do nothing else to me, man. I got shot. You transpired today with the new artist. How did y'all, you and uh, Junior, come about Drake? That wasn't something. even Junior. It, it was it was jazz. So yeah, jazz. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was jazz. You know, I I, I tell this story a lot. You know, jazz was touring with Lil Wayne. And, uh, you know, Jazz was having a ball out there trying to hit everything that was moving out there with Lil <laughs> Wayne. Should. Yeah. Young nigga on the road uh, with Wayne, no J. Prince son, nigga, I'm hitting everything moving, nigga. Period. Yeah, but I, I didn't, I, I, I reached out to him and let him know that I didn't want him coming back home broke. You know what I mean? I didn't want him having access to all that power and then he come home you know what I mean, uh, empty, empty pockets. So, you know, yeah. it was then where I planted the seed in his mind. I said, you go ask Lil Wayne if he'll do a record uh, label deal with you, you know, 50-50 joint venture or whatnot. And he done that and, and he was excited about that. And that's when I asked him, now who your first artist is? I wanted them to, to be focused, you know what I mean? Not thinking about these gals, but think about some, some real paper. And uh, that's when he, uh, introduced me to Drake, man. He introduced me to Drake and I wasn't feeling it. You know what I mean? I couldn't hear it. Oh, okay. I tried to discourage him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he stood on all 10 toes and say, hey, dad, this is the new sound. This is the new sound. So, you know, all his life, yo, uh, I had taught him the importance of a buzz. You know, in the marketing meetings every week, I had them working around rap a lot. So, they heard me like getting on people's ass around the world. Cause I had a street rep in every city around the world. And every Thursday or whatnot, I'm talking to him, asking him about what's buzzing, what's buzzing. So he understood the importance of that word. And he hit me with that word where Drake was concerned. And, you know, I immediately got my attention. You know, I'm like, oh, he buzzing? He said, he buzzing. I said, where's he buzzing? He said, Canada. So I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We 
You got to be a president in the USA, nigga. (laughs) But I verified that and it was real. You know what I mean? Because I had homies up there in Canada. And, you know, before I knew it, I said, okay, this is real. Let's bring him in the US. Then the rest was history. You know, brought him here. I told him, I said, now you take him back on tour with you with Lil Wayne and let Lil Wayne put his arms around him on stage. <laughs> now we'll see what happened. Yeah, see, because I see he loves for that. Toast for that. Toast for that. that. Mm-hmm. He loves. He loves. Mm-hmm. Like that boy Drake Houston, like he, yeah. he rapper for that's it. It was rappers in Houston mad at Drake because they was like, "You stealing our style? You st- you taking all our bitches? You fucking all our <laughs> yeah, motherfucking stuff like that? You buying all our bitches' cars and houses? Fuck <laughs> you! Get out of here!" They was mad a, at him. He rap a lot about Houston, so. Oh, Houston, yeah. Atlanta. Right, right, Houston, Atlanta. Right for the soul. Yeah, right for the soul. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, Jazz still got, working with uh, artists, putting artists on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jazz still active, man. You know, Jane's active. Jane's got this new artist, Honeycomb Brazy. That's buzzing real strong right now. Yeah, I just you heard know, I had like battle three battle songs. Battle. That's, yeah, they active in the game. Back to Drake, even when you, even when Wayne put his arm around him and said, did you think he would blow up and be bigger than Wayne and bigger than Nick? No, I, I never saw that. I never saw, you know what I mean? Because I didn't even believe in what I heard. Right. So, you know, I can't tell that lie. You know, I never, I never saw that, you know, you but, know. uh, yeah, it is. It's facts. You know what I mean? He, uh, Jazz did, though. I tell you who did, my son. And he stood on it, man. I was trying to discourage him, yo. He stood on it, man, with, like, confidence. I'm telling you, Dad, this is new town. I'm like, I don't know what he hearing, but he my son. He come out of my nut bag. So I'm gonna ride. <laughs> nut bags don't lie, man. You can't problem with yeah. no nut. Hey, but look, you 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 used to putting out real gangster shit. So this is like left field compared to the music that you actually put out. So you like, I don't see. But yeah, like we ain't, you know, like you say, you used to call your reps and say what's buzzing. So you need the rep right. or somebody out there in them different markets to tell you what's hitting out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. your son had his ear to the street. He let you know what was hit. You know what I mean? So exactly. Did did uh was you good friends with Tony Draper? Cause Suave House back at that time seemed like that was the, the competition for yeah, rap a lot in Houston, Houston, but like Memphis. And uh, no, no, that wasn't the case. Draper, Draper, like I met Draper when he was like sixteen or seventeen with a basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hold, so on, Draper, hold on, hold on. First, Lil yeah. Joy was washing your car. Yeah, now you on, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Hey, so this, this no, great. I mean, this is great. Clark talk. This is big boy Clark yeah. talk. Man. Yeah, I, I, got yeah. I, I got questions. I got questions. Let him tell you. Yeah, but but Draper used to love that game basketball. You know what I mean? And and he hung around. I started spitting game. You know, with him about the rap thing. Matter of fact, Draper brought Big Mike to me. Okay. You know what oh, I mean? that's, that's how, how Big, Big Mike came. Okay. Yeah, Draper was the one who brought Big Mike to me. So you know what I mean, Draper sit around and peep game, you know what I mean? It was sharp for him, even at 17, 16 years old, to be around sucking up game and peeping game. And then he diversified his thing, went to Memphis, you know what I mean? Put his hand down in Memphis with 8-Ball, MJG, T-Look, 
and his whole movement. It, it was right. never a competition thing where he and I was concerned because always he was my little homie. You know what I mean? Like, like Drake was a student of me along with Cash Money Master P. You know what I mean? I was doing with my students. You know what I'm saying? Wisdom with them. I, I inspired them. I motivate them. Right. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, <coughs> Tony Draper, um, what I was about to say about the goddamn Tony Draper, man, it, it, oh, oh, Big Mike, Big Mike, man. I know there's some bullshit, but we got to go there, man. Um, let's address the elephant in the room, man. We seen on the Wu-Tang documentary and shit, a group is the hardest shit to keep together. Like, niggas be beefing and shit, so why did the Ghetto Boys get we remodeled it and new members came in and came out so many times. Uh, like, how did uh, Willie D leave and then Big Mike end up being a ghetto yeah. boy? Yeah, you know, when you, uh, when you got a movement that's taking place, you know, it don't be a perfect situation a lot of times. And, you know, I'm, I'm the type of individual, I believe in like adjusting to the climate you know what I mean, or to the hands that I'm, you know, that I'm dealt, you know what I mean? And when, you know, certain situations that would pop up and and uh, one wasn't ready for plan B or plan C, then I knew how to adjust and keep the movement going because that's the reason I came up with the name Ghetto Boys. I always felt like it was Ghetto Boys all around the world, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, it ain't gonna be no I and we where this is concerned. And however we need to keep this movement going, then I'm gonna figure out how to do that. And that's that's what I've done, even prior to the the, the second set of ghetto boys. You know, I, I made the adjustments that was necessary to keep the train moving, man. Niggas was in there. Hold like, on, but hold niggas on. trying to beat me, rapping my parts and shit. See, <laughs> niggas trying to even rap like me. Hold <laughs> on, before, like, I'm going to tell you, just, just being a real Rap-A-Lot fan <laughs> in the field, the first time I heard Big Mike was with uh with, with 3-2, the yeah. fucking convicts. Yeah. The convicts. They was all hard as fuck. Oh, they had the khaki suits on. So, yeah. Khaki suits. So I heard him. Like me. I heard him on the convicts, man. So, what made you? Uh, did Willie D quit? Like, what happened? Like, explain what happened to make you say, "Okay, Will, Will is out. We putting Big Mike in. We three two yeah. was going solo. We ain't doing the convicts no more." <laughs> like Last what made you? Yeah, what made you make all the executive decisions, man? Yeah, you know, once, once again, once again, uh, and Willie Will was, was a cleanup man. Like he's yeah, on the yeah, cleanup man. That shit used to be. Will was on pause. He was on pause for a minute, and we kept it moving. And, and as history, <laughs> as history reminds us, Will came on back with the family and. You know what I mean? The movement continued. You like Barry Gordy and his rap shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, nigga. Like, niggas up there mad shit. Like, you just gonna replace me? All right, man. Another <laughs> another one that everybody, because this, this shit blew my mind, man. Bushwick Will allegedly shot his eye out. And then y'all got this nigga on the stretcher with the <laughs> eye patch. You got, you got Willie D. You got Scarface. Willie this nigga through the hospital. Is that a real picture of this nigga in the hospital that yeah, y'all made? Yeah. 
Was y'all really in the hospital with that picture? And that became the album cover. No, that's real shit. That's the way that really was. How did you say fuck it, man? Take the picture. Like, what made you say fuck it? Like, explain that situation. It was a group decision, you know what I mean? It was a group decision where we all decided to, uh, because we was often doing shit that was real and authentic, you know what right. I mean? So we was like, okay, let's do this, let's do it. We ain't gonna let doctors, nurses, nobody stop us. So we rolled them <laughs> all the way throughout the halls and shit against the wheels of all the people saying stop and then got our picture done outside. That was like oh, a wow. That, that, was, like a that, was, that was film. That was film. It wasn't no digital, none of that shit back then. That was like a Polaroid. Oh, yeah, that was a Polaroid. It may have been a Polaroid. <laughs> 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 it's just got the that was graphics. the coldest and the realest album cover, my nigga, that ever been made. Next like to nobody ever. Ice T and his bitch. Nah, that man, that ain't no, no, no. I'm talking about the realest. Oh, really? Yeah. Ice T won the power yeah. when they did the behind. That's the dopest, definitely. But the realest. Oh yeah, that album was cover good. ever fucking done was we can't be stopped. The Ghetto Boys. How, how did y'all come about with the smile for me concept with Tupac and uh, Scarface at that time? You know, I that was, uh, but let him talk. That's, a, that's an interesting story behind that smile for me, man, because, uh, you know, uh, I tried to get Biggie on that song. Mm. Whoa, after, hold on. Yeah. What? Yeah. After Pop, you know, had passed, of course we had Pop, but, you know, I tried to get Biggie on it. And at the time, you know, Puffy them was, uh, and Biggie, I guess they felt like, uh, you know, they didn't want to be on something that Pac was on at the time. I didn't try to hide it as if Pac wasn't on it, but I just felt like it would be a good fit to have Biggie on it to uh, like smooth out a lot of that shit that I knew was in the air. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but they didn't They didn't want to do that. And, uh, you know, we, we went on without them. It still turned out to be a good song, but it would have been better with Biggie on it. The visual was nice, like the concept of the whole situation and how y'all found it. Cause I, I'm arguing, you know, this back in the day. I'm like, nigga, he see is alive. You know that? <laughs> like, oh yeah, dude did look like dude really side. looked like the way y'all grabbed yeah. the whole of the video. Man, you know, we damn near spent a we damn near spent a half a million dollars on that video. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, that was one of the it wasn't no, it a movie-centric type of fucking- It wasn't uh, hype. Who was it? No, it wasn't hype. It was, I have to look on it and remember, but whoever it was, I, I like to get some of my goddamn money back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you can make the call if you want to. But you, but you know, that was back then when, when hype them man took the videos Way so up, so everybody was, yeah. you know what I mean, spending their paper yeah, like Jay, that was a kickback game, man. Everybody, you know what I mean? Mike Mack, yeah. all the niggas was getting kickbacks, man. Niggas was gonna <laughs> kickback everybody, at first and everybody. The shit for 500, and we gonna take 200 and really shoot it for, mm -hmm. no, we gonna take 300 and really shoot it for 200, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we knew what the game was. It was a kickback yeah. game. These niggas was pocketing all that's that money. Real. That's, that's why Bust Rhymes had all the big ass rings and shit. 
he had them $2 million videos. He was going to kick back. Like, I need 500, son. No, you ain't doing the video hype. I need 500,000 while son. It easy your milk like that. Yeah. Now, could you hook me up with your Hold on. Let me, let me do what you're on this Tupac day. Okay. Yeah. The, the studio session with Tupac and Scarface. Yeah. That, 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 that we got on camera that was at the beginning of um, Smile. Explain yeah. that night. And explain why Tupac came down and what Scarface and Tupac was working on when he did that freestyle in the studio. Oh man, you you know I wasn't there. I wasn't actually there, but I heard you wasn't there. Uh, I don't I don't think I was there then. I wasn't in the studio with, with Pop. I think I was in Houston. Okay. You know what I mean, last time I saw Pop was uh, like a week or so before he he got killed. And I I, I went to I had a meeting in Death Row with Suge. And he asked me to go out with him that night. You know what I mean? He asked me to go out. But my 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 dad had just got out of jail. So I'm like, I got to go, you know what I mean, see the old man. So that was the last time he and I interacted. But I heard how Pac went in, in that studio that night because I was monitoring everything as it was taking place. And the man, you know, it, all the homies kept telling me how much of a beast he was in that studio of, of, of Pac had finished by three or four goddamn songs before Face had finished one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, he was that he was that kind of way, you know, in that studio, man. Bro, you don't age, my brother. Can you send me some of the uh the special <laughs> <laughs> like for real? The butter, yeah. Hey, that, that loyalty, man. That loyalty is the truth, man. When you send, send that two cases, because this nigga <laughs> drink a lot of wine, he ain't gonna split it up evenly. So I want to yeah. make sure yeah. we cut it out, man. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get back to, to a legendary move you made that I think was a legendary chess move, man, because it was a, a big ass uh, uh, fucking uh, labor war. For this mm. artist when he got out of jail, man. Um, explain how did you acquire Pimp C and Bun B from you know, known as UGK, man. That was like when I was that rapper, I'm like, God, explain yeah. power move, man. Yeah. Explain, no, that, explain that whole whole situation, bro. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was a situation that, uh, you know, back when Pimp Stadium first came out, you know, I, I damn near burned up a, a new Lexus that I had bought trying to get to Port Arthur to be in business with Pimp Stadium. And when right. I made it there, you know, Pimp, 
you know, you know, you know, Pimp was real, you know, he was real with me. Say, man, we signed to this label and we signed. So I'm like, to okay. Drive. They signed to drive. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I missed, I missed uh, the, the ball on this one. I say, but here go my number, man. I say, and this was key. You know what I mean? This was key. I said, if you have any problems with anybody, you know what I mean? Here, here's my number and I'm down with you. You know what I mean? You ain't gonna charge you nothing. Just let me know, y'all family, y'all right in my backyard. So bam, you know, they never forgot that. And along the journey, you know, I was, they would call me and I'm helping them out, you know, giving them game, you know, to, to stay afloat. But when Pimp got locked up, Jive didn't want Bun to make a living. You know what I mean? And, and I didn't feel that that was right. You know, I'm like, how y'all gonna stop the homie from making a living, pimp gonna be gone two, three years or whatnot. You know, y'all can't do that. So me and Bond, you know, had a conversation. And from there, you know, I put things in motion where Jive was concerned. And, you know, <laughs> or, or, yeah, ultimately I, I convinced them to uh, to allow me to do solos with, uh, with Bond and then I convinced them <coughs> to do a solo with pimp when he got out. And then I convinced them to <laughs> allow me to be an executive producer on that UGK album. Who was the who was the CEO at that time? Bob Aaron. Barry Wise. Barry Wise. Barry Wise. Yeah, with Barry Wise. Yeah. Barry was very wise. Barry that Wise. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Barry Wise decision they said. You know. Um, yeah. explain Pimp C getting out of jail because that was a legendary moment. Like, this is the introduction of this chain. You know what I mean? Like, when, when you, when I think your wife gave you a rap lot chain for your birthday. Remember this, Jay? And I was begging you like, yo, we need chain, we need rap lot. You're like, nah, nigga, this is my chain. <laughs> slow down, Turbo. Not like, this is how I'm talking. Like, not even how he talk, but you're like, nigga, slow down. This is my birthday gift. And then he just popped up one time, gave us rap like chains. Wow, shit, we on, right? So Pepsi come home, right? And I go out there to do the, uh, I think you got the video with T.I., right? Out there, right? Him, mm -hmm. when they riding, they got the video with T.I. And he premieres the big rap a lot chain, this boy, right? I'm, I'm ready to tuck my little rap like chain. Like, oh, I ain't got the big shit. Him and Bun had the big one. I'm like, oh, I had a lump in my throat so big. Like, nigga, my little ass chain, right? So I think it was All-Star Weekend, right? I come out there and we all ride to a party. You're like, yeah, ride with me. And we in the, um, we in the fucking Phantom. We in the Phantom. And uh, you like digging a, digging a, um, digging a glove department. It pulled out the jewelry thing. You say that's you, and it, it was this chain, man. The big boy, yeah. the big boy rap a lot. Yeah, yeah. Man, I still big got boy. it. I still yeah. got it. Man. Like I will talk. never get rid of this, pine it, sell it, none of that shit. Yeah. Period. That's you know real. what I mean? It's a trophy. I begged yeah. for this shit. I was the first artist. Jay, what now? Yeah. That's I was real. the first nigga like, we need rebel that shit. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Birthday gift from his wife. Like, he need that. <laughs> yeah. What's it say? What not, Jay? No, that's real. That's real. Yeah, that's real. And you represented it to the fullest. You know what I mean? That's the So you gave Pimp C a grand welcome home, man. Explain that how when you when you picked them up, y'all. 
Y'all went and got some. Like, y'all did some shit. Done. It was a lot of shit, man. Let them explain what they yeah. did, man. They did a lot yeah. of shit, man. Well, well, while Pimp was gone, he and I done a lot of brainstorming, you know what I mean, on how uh, life was going to be, you know, when he came home. Because it's important, as, as y'all know, to get your mind right while you, you know what I mean, doing time. You don't. You don't serve no time, you let time serve you. So that was that was what Pimp was doing. And on the on the exit, on the exit gate, we showed up in full throttle, you know what I mean? Lights, camera, action, you know what I mean? And and let people see, you know, how we represented it from from the exit gate all the way to the Rolls Royce dealership where we went and stunted and to the, the jewelry stores, you know what I mean? Everything that Pimp wanted to be embraced with to make him feel good about the exit gate. That's what we done. It was a lot of money on the table for that nigga. <laughs> yeah, but they, they didn't do it like, at the end of the day, they didn't do what Jay Prince did. Like on top of whatever his deal was, he like, man, whatever car you want, pick that. And then he wrecked one of the motherfuckers, right? He wrecked the first <laughs> Bentley. And y'all yeah. had to go buy the nigga another one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he bought him another. Oh, no, I mean, he bought him another one. My bag, my bag. Yeah. He bought him yeah. another one, man. But he wrecked one and had to buy him another one. But, okay, now, Pimp is out. Full throttle. We got Bun and Pimp back together. They they rock him. Pimp died. Yeah. Where was you when this happened, and how did you feel when, when, when it went down, man? Uh, I was out at my lake house when that happened. You know what I mean? I was at the lake house. And uh, I felt I felt real fucked up about that. You know what everybody, I mean? Everybody, everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody. Because yeah. you know it, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to end that way. You know what I mean? You know, not based on the conversations and different things that we had. So, you know, my mind was racing on on how did that really happen? Right, right, right. Yeah, that didn't even sound. Yeah, everybody sounds conspiracy shit. And I think that, like, when you have a voice, man, and, and, and Pimp C was voicing a lot of shit that yeah. people wouldn't speak on. You know what I mean? And we'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? You, you never know. It's a lot of conspiracies, man. A lot of conspiracies. Yeah. The recipes to Pimp C, man. I tell you this, man. He got out and he was on this shit. He wasn't drinking. He, we had to. Bar niggas is popping bottles. He got cranberry juice. He on his ding. <laughs> game, right? He had cranberry yeah, juice every yeah. night, right? Yeah, that's real. That's real. Yeah, he was on his ding. I ain't see him on no lean. So he wasn't even on no. I didn't see him on no lean. So I don't know how they say it was some lean or some serve shit because I ain't see him do it when he got out. Did you see him do it when he got out? No, no, I haven't witnessed any of that. Nah, I ain't never witnessed that, bro. So it's like, what that ain't nothing you can do in the closet. Bro, nah, bro was on cranberry it. juice, man. Period. So where, I don't know where that came from, but man, God bless, man. Um, um damn, man. Like Pimp C was so fucking dope, man. Like so yeah. fucking like the legends, like, why don't they take no no this? I don't want no them to take nobody. So but why don't they take the suckers, man? Why they always take the real <laughs> niggas, man? Don't you feel like that sometimes, Jake? Yeah, a whole lot of time. Right, the, the suckers could take an exit and bow out, man. Like, let the real niggas stay, man. We need pot. We need pimp. 
You know what I mean? We need Diggy. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You could take all these motherfucking fruity dressing blouse dressing niggas with painted nails. You could take them niggas, but take them. <laughs> niggas mumble rap them anyway, man. <laughs> hey, man, that's some real shit, man. So what's next for Jake Prince boxing? You know what I mean? What's next for uh for, for, for jazz with the Drake shit, because it's real anticipation on when Drake new albums dropping that lover boy shit, man. Nah, some shit yeah. drops tomorrow, midnight. Okay, yeah. okay, let him let him give us yeah. the, the news. He got he got a single coming out at, at midnight tonight. So he definitely uh got got the clip full and uh <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be something nice. He's gonna deliver real soon. When the whole album drop it. Yeah, that's that's to be uh to be announced. You know what I mean? Later Ain't no on. solid date. We, we are, you know, with this COVID and all this shit taking place, you know, you have to, you know, you have to try to time things accordingly. Because right. it's a whole movement behind his his album dropping that one gonna wanna be uh compensated. With the whole movement, <laughs> right? Gonna take so once again, timing is everything. You know what I mean? Right. And we in no rush. We gonna very that shit. I heard rumors at the proper time. Not to drop it. Not to uh, cut you off. I heard rumors that I was supposed to drop that shit on Valentine's Day, man. Was that the was that a, the initial plan? Well, that could have been, you know, Drake. He, he, <laughs> he, you know what I mean? Right he loved them love. He loved them love days and shit like that. <laughs> he said he loved them love days. This nigga doing all state commercials now. Drake doing all state yeah, commercials. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole that boy that Chris Paul out of there. That nigga Drake. That <laughs> Certified lover boys on certified undercover boy right now until further notice. It's a matter of time before you give it to him. No, it's undercover because it's undercover. The dates is undercover. But you could be undercover, lover boy. That's sexy. You could be undercover tearing shit up. Oh, you ain't never worked in undercovers? Oh, that is the main shit. Anyway, man, this is not <laughs> Charlotte, what you think man. about Charlamagne saying he don't think he's gonna be able to go higher than what he already has hit? He he think he reached his pinnacle. his peak, his pinnacle. What you mm -hmm. think about well, that? You know, uh, opinions like assholes. Everybody got <laughs> right, right, right. So we we know how that go. You know what I mean? Me and the homie Charlamagne, we talked about that. You know that's you know that's the way Charlamagne feels. Shit. Hell, I underestimated Drake myself before. Right, so, you say that. You know, said that. he uh, he known to, to prove one wrong though. So he got a track Every fucking time. Tom Brady and yo, so that's a little fuel he might have. Nah, needed. fuck that. He murdered Meek Mill. Like Meek Mill was a whole battle rapper. We thought he was gonna get in. That nigga said back to back, and then came with another one back. Like, come on, my nigga. <laughs> nigga, you get it ain't your tour. You get paid off your girl tour. Like, oh, come He's on. Murdered. Murder, she, 
Yo, man, leave that boy alone. That boy is an animal. Do you, uh, what, y'all, you in dealings with Travis Scott in? No, no, I don't, I don't have nothing to do with that, but, uh. He never came across your radar being out there? You know, you know, Travis was, uh, was, was under Mike Dean. Mike uh, Dean, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but back then I had shifted my focus. You know what I mean? When, when Kanye West came and, and, you know, I gave him my blessing where Mike Dean was concerned, I, them fans was after me real tough then. So I, I kind of shift my focus from, from even being in the mix out there in, in Houston and start hanging on the West Coast and Vegas a lot. So that's when I popped up on HBO, you know what I mean, in, 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 the, in the living room of the feds and they found, I, I was on TV with their families while they were watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They said one When the movie coming out? A matter of time. It's a matter of time. I'm I'm actually working on a com. I'm having a conversation about. I got to do this documentary series first, and then it's gonna set up, you know, the movie thing. Yeah. See, I do it. I like. I. I, I'm a, uh, yeah. Still, the chapters <laughs> being wrote right as we live. Yeah, that's so it. Might be good premature. That's All right, you. man. Welcome home, Harry O, man. That was one of your homeboys back in the day, man. Um, how you guys ever linked up, you know what I mean? Or or how you even meet this dude, you know what I mean? And what's your ties now? Yeah, I uh I met the homie back in the day, you know what I mean? Uh in my hustling days. And uh, you know, we had a lot of fun, you know, together in that world. But uh, <laughs> you know, always <laughs> always knew that uh to me, the rap game was the new hustling game. It was the new dope game. It was the, it was the way to the future. And uh, a lot of people such as him, they laughed at me when I decided to uh, leave the streets and step into the rap world. No, nobody understood, you know what I mean, why I was doing that because it wasn't popular on the, on the West Coast and down South at the time. Nobody hadn't done anything other than the East Coast. So <clears throat> that's where that begun and that's where that ended. You know what I mean? But what, where we at today is, is not a good place. You know, ain't no spot where, that, where that's concerned because, you know, the homie while he was gone, uh, done some things and said some things that wasn't true. And I couldn't understand why would one you know what I mean? Say shit like that, but they gave me money to start up raffle out or to do different things where well, my blood, sweat, and tears, and my homies, you know, we this was us. You know what I mean? And, and what happened from that statement is I got investigated, I got audited. You know, a lot of shit came my direction that, you know, I didn't, uh, I ain't happy about till this day. So that goes deeper than, you know, what I'm even saying right now. But, you know, to make a long story short, you know, I don't, I don't feel good about that. Right, 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 man. Uh, damn. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, we we'll leave that subject alone, man. Free that dude, man. Be easy, man. <laughs> Shit, man. On the line. Hey, and, and look here, I'm, I'm like anybody get out of the pig pen. You know, I'm like all the way down with that. I'm, I'm happy for him. 
the family and hope that, you know what I mean, it'd be the, the third, fourth quarter be a happy situation for them. Right. But, um, you know, that's as far as that goes. Got any stock tips, <laughs> any money advice? <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, yeah, man, invest in you. You know All what right. I mean? Bingo. 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 <laughs> Bingo. On a lighter note, before sure. we do get out of here, sure. I, I, know, I know you want to bring light to this. Tell us about what uh, inspired you to that program, that foundation you got to bring awareness to uh, safe sex with the kids and getting them tested safe. and stuff like oh. that. You say safe sex with the, the kids? The, 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 the foundation that's uh, educating the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, definitely, I have. Uh, I, you know, I build what one would call, uh, uh, I call it the Prince Complex. Yeah. That I build yeah. in Houston, Texas, man, that, you know, consists of uh, me showing love and so many different aspects other than, you know, it, it's a full court basketball facility that we serve the community, you know, during Christmas, Thanksgiving, storms, the sun, the, you know what I mean? Whatever it may be, we show love you know, to our people, you know what I mean, under every situation. Actually, we just, a few days ago, you know, y'all know this disaster that took place in Houston was was somewhat devastating. And, and I tapped into some of the homies from Chicago. My brother, uh, Johnny, you know, Johnny Jackson, his name, Crusher, he was released on the first step act, you know what I mean? And he was able to send me three, uh, 18 wheelers down here, man, mm. from Chicago with, with water, with milk, with produce, with furniture, you know what I mean? You name it, you know what I mean? Here's a brother that had five life sentences, one of Hooper oh, guys, wow. you know what I mean? And and, and and he was released on the first step act, got a second chance, and look what he's doing with it. And that's right. why, you know, I'm a real advocate for uh, homies getting a second chance, man, and these these racist laws that they have, where they, uh, you know, keeping our, our people under bondage, we have to unite. Matter of fact, that's the name of their movement, Black Men United. You know what I mean? That's a part of the movement, movement he down with. But, you know, for those that's not scared, man, we have to come together and support the homeless that then been forgotten about because, you know, a lot of, lot of people forgot about it. So when they come up with first step acts, you know, like Trump pass. You know what I mean? When I when I talk about that name Trump, it's a bittersweet situation. Right. But that's one of the sweet ones that I that I loved about the movement. You yeah. know, it's bringing the homers and giving the homers a second chance, man. And uh, you know, we we just had a blast with that a few days ago. I can't wait to get the Texas y'all open. <laughs> hey, y'all motherfuckers said, "Fuck it, we couldn't get. We didn't know what to do with the power. We gonna open this motherfucker up. No man, open this Everybody. motherfucker up, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I'm a little drunk, so fuck hey, it. I, I got a piss right quick. Can I get a? Is it a J Prince card? So when I'm out there, man, don't <laughs> stop it. Don't stop it. I can just wiggle. Y'all going? Huh? Hey, when y'all come to the town, yuck, yuck. Y'all can hit me and we're gonna we gonna mob together. 
That's all I see. That's yeah. all I want. We all get to it. Yeah. We said, five yeah. or nine. I ain't gonna hold you no more. We out this motherfucker, man. I gotta piss like a motherfucker, man. J Prince, man, let them know your social media handles. Hey, man, I'm at J Prince Respect. Live in the color. Yeah, feel man, man. Yeah, da da, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. Come on, legendary hour. Come on, we out this motherfucker. It's your boy, man. Let's do a toast, man. Yeah, da da. Yeah, da da. We out. Loyalty, man. Your boy with the most cool. I don't smoke. Yup, motherfucking mouth with the illest nigga. Catophonia. Oh my mother. It's your cousin fly, man. I'm drunk as shit and high. Yeah, give them their vitamins right quick. Nah, vitamins. Oh, yeah. Nah, vitamins. vitamins. No, no, no. Commercial time. Commercial time. Slime. And we're going to leave you mother of a gang of fuckers. And here he goes. Goddamn. The motherfucking vitamin man. Introducing Rock with Kush Kratom, the lead brand tearing up the Kratom Extract competition with this high quality food grade formula. These Kratom game is popping off and see why for yourself today. It's been medicinally used for hundreds of years in Southeast Asia. Kratom interacts with the dopamine receptors in your brain to help relieve stress and pain without interrupting your day-to-day activities. Active Kratom users swear by this natural powerhouse to help them thrive through life without having to rely on painkillers or any other stimulants. Rapper Kush Kratom takes pride in offering you top quality Kratom, whether you need it for pain relief or a general mood boost. Rapper Kush Kratom, the only brand that makes you say, Yeah, 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 ye